Kum Lenin Ablat Gemara, we are up to the Samach Dalid Amid Aleph. And we're talking about a woman who's a Meredith, where the Hagnan Meredith, if the woman's a Meredith, she forfeits. She forfeits uh, her ksuva over time, and um, and a woman and a man who's a married, he uh, has to add on to the to his wife uh, three dinim or three trapikin every single uh, week. So we are up to the gemori here. Um, <clears throat> by seven lines at the top of the page of some Amad Aleph. So what's the process? Amad up to be al arusa. The ain't so it comes along to Shmuel and says, You write a, a, a document that's called the rebellious document. Uh, when it comes to an Arusa, a woman who's engaged and refuses to go ahead with a marriage, in other words, so she forfeits her ksuva, and over time, and we had opinions yesterday, but ain't koisin yigeres modern al shemeres But if she's waiting for um, a brother in law and she refuses then to go ahead, as, as we understand right now, we'll soon see what exactly happened. You don't write this particular document. That's what Shmuel says. So the difference between Arusa and the Yivam. So you want to make sure I ask you a question. If we learned the Braise before um, yesterday, whether she's a merely betrothed or necessarily she's married, I feel a need, even she's a need, I feel a even she's ill, I feel a Shemeris Yavam. says clearly here, even as a Shemeris Yavam, if she refuses to proceed, she uh, gets that Ibiyaris murder and eventually she loses a Ksuvah. So Hakash will come along and say that the by Shemeres Yavam you don't forfeit the Ksuv. <clears throat> There's no Geras Marat. Says the Gemara, why Kasha? It's not a question. Kan Shetova who? Kan Shetova he. There's a difference when he demands her to get married and she refuses, or if she demands to get married and he refuses. If he demands and she refuses to get right to get his mother, if she demands and he refuses, there's no get his mother. Now, why not? If he demands it, this cocktail, we try to help him, we try to make sure it happens. And the reason is because he has a Mitzvah and therefore if she refuses, she's a, she's a rebel. rebel. If she demands it, ain't this cocktail, we don't, we're not district to her to write, and we don't write this to get us murdered because um, she does not have a Mitzvah of <clears throat> And therefore we don't penalize him to add those three dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> so he gave me those three did dinner. The Mayu said, the Mayu came to the Shmuel. So what are you telling me? The difference in the Bryce and Shmuel is the Bryce is talking about when he uh, when he demands it and he needs to get married. Then she's a uh, do right that he get us. And if he if she demands it, we don't write it. So the Mayu came to Shmuel. So how you tell that's how you learn Shmuel. Bishop told me that she makes that demand. If so, look at the words he used. He draws a contrast rule between an Arusa when she refuses or when by Shemeris Yavam. And the wording he says is that on an Arusa you write, uh, you do write in a Gaddis Marat. According to you, it's it's only a question that both cases, Shmuel Abbey is talking about the exact same case in both ways. In both scenarios, it's talking about where she makes a demand. And by, by Shemeris Yavam, she makes a demand, nothing happens. But by a Gaddis Marat, sorry, by Arusa, if she makes a demand, you tell me that, and he refuses, he makes a get murder. So the word should be, we write to her in a get murder, not about her. It's high question, get murder. Why does he use the words we write this document of murder on, on the Rusa? La Rusa, the She said to the Rusa, she's making the demand. So this, by an Rusa, she wants to get married. We are not writing a document for her benefit. And we're giving it to her so that she gets the extra three uh, coins, uh, extra three dinner a week. The wording is wrong. 
So he wants to write, it's not a problem. <laughs> Edit it. Holakasha, Tini Larusa, it's not a bright at the end of Shmuel, so write two Larusa. So the most lucky, let's understand. Why is it when it comes to Shemeres Yavim, we say that she does not get, um, that we don't write in the Geddes model, she, she demands it, nothing happened. I mean, we tell her, you don't have the mitzvah for Rebu. So therefore, so big deal. So you don't get married. So why should he be considered a rebel? So the same thing, a woman doesn't get engaged. She wants to get married and he refuses the same thing. Why suddenly here do we say, oh, He's a rebel. Name below, let's tell Azil Lemafkedet. The same logic that you said by Shemedes Yavam that he's not a rebel if he refuses to, uh, to, uh, to uh, comply. So the Arusha should be the same thing. Ella, you must be right. The Bo Machmas Taina must be that when she was in Arusha, she comes with the Taina. Okay, forget about Puravu. I want to get married to have children to take care of me when I get older. I need someone to lean on and I need uh, someone to take care of me after, you know, to make sure that I have. Everything think uh, a shovel for literally a shovel for kvura. No, I need children to take care of me in my senior years. She wants to get married to the brother so she can have children. So what in fact that's the whole purpose of, of, of a yava. So what's the difference? Why make a distinction between an Arusa, then he's considered a rebel, but by Shemaz Yavim, he's not considered a rebel. Ella, you must be right. It makes no, no sense. Both cases, the Bryce asked for, both talking about a case where the husband is demanding it. By Rusa, the husband is demanding it, and she refuses. Uh, we write an Igedes Marad, she's a rebel. But by Shemedes Yavim, if she refuses, she's not a rebel. That here is talking about where, um, let's say, he wants that you should get married, and she says, no, chalutza, or when he says, let's get a chalitza, and I say, no, let's do yibum. Now, what's the difference? The more explains, so the Bryce is talking about a case here is that um, the, the yavim says, the yavim says, let's have a chalitza, she refuses. Then we will give her and again, she refuses a chalitza. But if he says, let's get, and Shmuel's talking about when he says, let's get married, and she refuses, then we will not write any Geddes Marad. And what's the difference? If he says to her, let's have a Chalitza, and she refuses, and this copy, why we're going to write for him on the Geddes Marad, and she forfeits her Ksuva over time. If he says to her, let's go get married, and she refuses, I don't want Yibum. And have Chalitza, then Ainus Kokin, why we will not write any Geddes Marad if she refuses to get married. Says I still understand. Why do you tell me that if, let's say, he says to her, let's get married, and she says, no, nope, I don't want to get married. We say that, no, he's not a mother because he has options. I mean, we say to the husband, what's a big deal? She doesn't want to marry you. You want to get married? Go get married to another wife. We have to marry her for. If that's the reason why she's not considered a morad, is lachless nami. So when it comes to chalitza as well, he asks her, I want to give a chalitza. And what's the problem? She refused the chalitza. That doesn't in any way stymie your life. You go ahead and get married. And you name Malay, sell the husband. What's the big deal? Zil Go get married to another woman. So what's the big deal? Ella was the husband's a tiny. Nobody says, Kivan Nagidabi, since it's an outstanding, uh, um, I guess I have baggage, because I need to give a chalitza to my sister-in-law. Look, you have a chalitza. Women are not interested in getting involved with somebody with baggage. No. So I still have baggage. If I if I have to marry her, and I'm asking to marry her, and she you know, she doesn't want to, there's baggage there. What's the difference of the baggage is chalitza or the baggage is a yibum? Nagidabi, look, you have a chalitza. Nobody's want to get married to me. What's the difference? <clears throat> so again, 
it doesn't make sense. Why there should be a different chalitza and yibum? Why are you tell me about chalitza it doesn't comply? She's considered a, a, a mora, and by yibum she doesn't want to get married. She's not considered a mora. What's the difference? Shmuel and the Braise are both talking about the same kind of a thing. The husband is saying they're both talking about the same case. And yet the Braise says, we write, in a, um, she's a, a, a rebel. And Shmuel says she's not. What's the difference? Both cases, the husband says, let's go baby Yavin. And it's not a problem. Why? Can be Mishnah the Shaina and can be Mishnah Acharena. Now, if you remember, we learned Mary Vamas. Ideally, the trader wants everyone to be Miyabin. We want to perpetuate the name of the, of the person who is deceased. But later on, we said that people are no longer doing it for the right reasons. They're not doing it with Shem Shemayim. And therefore, we start encouraging people to do Chalitza rather than Yibam. And that's what's talking about up here. Husband asked for Yibam. So in the court of Mishnah Shreina, that's the right thing to do. And she refuses. She's a rebel. In the Mishnah Shreina, he says, let's be Miyabin. She says, no, I don't want to be Miyabin. She's not a rebel at all. In fact, she's doing the right thing. That's what Shmuel is talking about. Says the Gemara, how do I know that? Can't let Kasha come. The mission is showing that then she's a rebel because she should she should agree to be Miyabin. Come the mission commissioner Khrain and here's someone who's when there's a time when we discourage people Miyabin, so she's not a rebel at all. Because now we learn Mitzvah Yibam Kajem is the Mitzvah Khalitza, that the Mitzvah Yibam comes before the Mitzvah Khalitza. But he's showing in the beginning, Shemes Kabla, Shemes and Khatkhila when they did it for the right reasons, fine. But actually today, Shemes Kabla, Shemitsa, today no one's doing it for Shem Shemaim, no one's doing it for the Mitzvah, we discourage it. I'm going to say Mitzvah Khalitza Kajem is the Mitzvah Yibam. Today we say chalitza comes before you. Okay, so then we had an argument whether we're talking about dinirin or we're talking about trapikin. Says the Gemara, my trapikin. What exactly is this trapikin that he's talking about, Rabbi Huda? Um, but Avshesha says, Easter, Avshesha says, it's called, it's the cellar. There's, there's two kinds of cellars. We'll actually have the beginning of the there. there two kinds of cellars. There's a cellar in Medina. There's like the um, I guess the, the, the local coin, and then there is uh, Medina, uh, then there's Salaturi, which is like uh, much more Hashva coin. In fact, it's eight times more valuable. It will have that in Medina condition. And the reason is because all the difference is in those days, the, um, the, the value of a coin was the amount of silver that it had. So the local coin only had an eighth of it was silver, and the other were different alloys. And um, the, the, the one from Tsuri was made up entirely of silver, so it had eight times more value. So what's Trapikin? Trapikin is a local coin. The Kama Eastern, how much is it? Pauga de Zuzza, a half of a Zuz. Um, so it comes out that uh, a half of a Zuz, the six more Kesef, six, um, the six Dinrim, it comes out that, that a Trapik is one, uh, is um is a half of a zoo, so it's an eighth. <clears throat> so the Gemara says, <clears throat> um, so it's basically um, it's a half of a zoo and a dinner is really the same thing. Uh, so it's um, <clears throat> so what so we're saying here that Astida, which is uh, which is only an eighth of the Medina of Tsuri, so it's so it's therefore it comes out that it's a, a half. Of, of a zuz, it's a half of a zuz. <clears throat> so if we're saying three dinnerim, sorry, three trapikin, it's one and a half zuz, one and a half dinnerim. So that's what the mountain is. <clears throat> okay, says the Gemara. Um, um, so obviously, Tanakama is a much larger mountain than Abiyuda. 
That three trapikin shehen teisha moyin, which is nine moyin moyin v'chatzel chalim. According to the Chesh Rabbi says three trapikin, which is equivalent each trapikin is, is is three moyin. So therefore, um, so therefore it comes out if you have three trapikin a week, it turns out to be nine moyin, and nine moyin means each day is one and a half. Each day means six days. So each day is one and a half moyin, so six days. You don't pay for Shabbos, you only pay for it during the week. And Mashenke in the Tanakama, who says that she loses seven every day, every week, means every single day she for, she loses one one um, dinner for the way um, for not um, for being a meredes. Why is it by him the the Why is it that when he is on the receiving end, she gets penalized every single day she forfeits a dinner, which is seven dinner, even including Shabbos? Why her the Shabbos? When if he's the rebel, we give her for the six days of the week that he's rebelling, but not for Shabbos. What's the difference? So the Gemara says, you're not giving her anything, you're just deducting. Lemechzik is chashab. It looks like she's getting any benefit from Shabbos, uh, or he's getting any benefit from from Shabbos. So therefore, it's only deducting. Nothing really is happening. But he who the chesuvik but when we penalize him, he has to pay her a bonus. Has to pay her extra, like paying her a wage. Mechzik is chashab. If we are going to include Shabbos, it looks like he, he's paying her uh, for services or lack of services on Shabbos, and and we don't want chashabos. Tays already asked. We have a we have a rule called Scharhavla. If you you allowed to pay somebody, you know, for the week, for the month, even though he, this person also works for you on Shabbos, because it's included in the the Scharhavla. That's how a rope gets paid, including work on Shabbos, or you have somebody, you know, a cleaner, whatever it is. So Scharhavla, it's all included in the week. So how come over here it's a problem with her? It's a weekly wage. So Tays says actually it's not a weekly; it's a daily. Because what happens in the middle of the week? She no longer uh, she decides not to be a rebel anymore. Then you don't. To take off the doctor rest of the week, you just stop right then and there. So which proves says it's a daily, it's a daily wage. If it's a daily wage, then it's no longer considered scharhav law. This has a lot of ramifications regarding the laws of getting paid, for paying someone, including Shabbos. What's the difference? Why does she get penalized more than him? Double actually. You know, she gets she loses seven, and he only has to add three. Oh my Lord, he said, you know why? Because for him, remember, remember we're talking about over here that the, the she she no longer wants to have any intimacy. Who is hurt more by not having intimacy? He is hurt more than her, and I'll prove it to you. Oh my Lord, it's very practical. Say Lamad Mashukshul's like go out there to the to the place where the harlots hang around. Who goes and uses their services? Men primarily or women? Me say is me. Obviously, it's men. So therefore, because it's a men, the lack of intimacy hurt a lot more than women, and that's why they get they, they receive a better, a bigger um, receive a bigger pe- a penalty from than she does. Another reason is the person if he has very strong uh, urges to be with a woman, you can tell from the outside. So it's it's embarrassing as well. But I think by her, she can keep it inside, and you cannot tell at all. Next Mishnah. <coughs> says the Mishnah, a strange arrangement, husband and wife, they don't actually live together, and he has another person standing there, and, and like a, 
executive of the state, not executive of the state, but somebody who's supervising and is in charge of everything. And this person is uh, like a shlish, third party, and he provides for this person's wife. So what is the amount that you have to supply for her? Shouldn't give a diminish or reduce. Shouldn't give a less than two kavin of wheat. A kav is made up of four loigin, and each loig, these are measurements, and each loig is six eggs. So one kav is equivalent of 24 eggs. Two kavin is equivalent of 48 eggs of wheat. And uh, shouldn't give a less than, if it comes to wheat, two kavin, or if you're giving her, this is, this is by the week for the week, or if it's barley, for a double. So barley, the value of barley is a lot less than the value of wheat, so it's double. Says, the only one, I think Marvel will include, who said that is Abishmol, why you give such a large substantial amount for barley, double of wheat? I mean, barley is worth less than wheat, but not double. It's only because in Eden, the barley was such pure quality, there's double, as we'll see in the more later, because uh, he lived next to Eden. Then, he also has to give her a half of a calf. So that's 12 eggs worth of legumes. The chati loig shemen, and also half of a loig. So it's three eggs worth of oil for cooking or for other things. The kav gregris, and also a kav of dried figs. Oy mono devela, or pressed figs. The value of a mono, the email, if you don't have figs, poistik lamos and peites among mouth. You have to get fruits. That was more saying you have to give her a healthy lifestyle as well. So you have to give her fruits. You have to give her a bed made out of a soft material or, or a hard metal, like a matte material. You have to give her a cover for her head. You have to give her a belt for her loins when she goes to work, so to therefore to hold her clothes in place. You have to buy your shoes. Every yom you have to buy new shoes. <clears throat> Three times a year, in other words. Minimum. And also utensils, you know, from year to year, every year, where the value of 50 zoos, the and you give a clothes, don't buy brand new clothes in the summer, it'll be too hot. Don't give a worn out clothes for the winter when it's too thin and it's not going to protect it from the cold, from the harsh elements. You give a clothes and everything else, the value of 50 zoos in the winter time. And he gets worn out over time. She continues wearing it in the summer because it's good enough. And the worn out clothes belong to her. Then we had this before as well. He has to give an extra more of money that she can use for her own, like one spending money, a stipend. And this is fascinating. At least Friday nights, they have to eat together. The means intimacy, or means literally to eat. The Shagas Aryeh writes that he refuses to eat in anybody's house that doesn't have the wife sitting at the Friday night table when guests come. Because he says, the Mishnah clearly says, the wife and the husband must eat together on Friday nights. And because also people are mach, or so very strict, and that there are guests in the house to have the wife in another room. And Shagas Aryeh says that's clearly against this Mishnah. Anyway. If he doesn't give her that extra stipend, then then her earnings belong to her. We had a machlekes before, whether the earnings and is against the stipend or the um, her earnings against the general uh, provisions of food. The one who holds the general provisions of food, which is how we pass in, we touch the mission here, the excess. 
of she has to earn a certain amount. We, and remember, we had before, we'll have it here, the equivalent of five, the weight of five slime of wool. If she does an excess of that, that's where that belongs to her, unless he gives her that stipend. What's the obligation that she has? The weight of five slime of the, of the vertical one. Be Yehuda in Yehuda Shein Esaslein Be Galil. Galil had a different, interesting that in one country you had different methods of measuring. So the, the what the measure that they had in Galil, which they call ten slime, is precisely the same measure they had in Yehuda, which they call five slime. So whichever wherever you are, it's either five slime in Yehuda, the weight or the weight of five slime, uh, ten slime in Galil. Oi Mishkal Esaslein Eida Be Yehuda Shein Esaslein Be Galil. Or if it's the horizontal one, which is which is much easier to do than you have to do the than she has to do the equivalent of the weight of ten slime in Yehuda, which is the equivalent of twenty slime in Galut. if she was doing other chores on behalf of her husband, which as a result of that impacted the time that she had, and she didn't have enough time to do all that, then in other words, this is talking about when we give those measurements when she's living not with her husband, so she's not she doesn't have she's not on duty for all the other things. But if let's say, and the only other activity that she would have on duty if she's not with her husband is be manic, her child. So if she's doing other things as well, he has a baby, and therefore she's nursing her child, takes away time. Then we have to work out commensurate to that how much then she should you know proportion how much then she, should, she maybe not only for slime uh, of weight you know, of, of wool, and so on and so forth. And if she does live with her husband, then it's even less than that, because you have to add all the other things that she does, all the other chores, and you and you're, you reduce that from the amount of the equivalent of five slime, it can be reduced to one salamine. If she's nursing, you have to give her extra food, she needs extra food. All of these measurements are talking about, but only should be sold. All of the requirements is only if she's poor. But however, if she's not poor, if let's say it's a wealthy family, then you have to give according to your wealth and don't follow these measures at all. These are the bare minimums. Who's author of our Mishnah that you say two coven of weed? It would seem that it's not, it's not Rabbi Echelon. Now we're assuming in a week you have 14 meals. We'll see later, it could be 15, because Shabbos you have three, or it could be 16. If you remember, we had Nicole Kisra, there's opinions that whether on Shabbos you have to have four meals, I guess, including Blav Malka. So make it 60, it's either 16 meals a week or 15. And right now we're assuming 14 meals a week. So two kavin is the equivalent of 14 meals a week. So let's see now who holds a two kavin of bread is equivalent of 14 meals a week. When we have, we're learning more Ervin that in the second half of Ervin, there's also Ervin Chumen. If you're going to walk a certain distance, it's called a Tchum Shabbos. And if you want to be able to walk beyond that, you have to put uh, two meals down over there to, to make it your home before Shabbos. And then it, it gives you an extension of 2,000 amas going in that direction, which basically means you forfeit 2,000 amas going the other direction. So what's the equivalent of two meals? So Mani Masis, who's the author of our mission? It would seem, it's not a Breaker, nor is it Rav if not, we learned with Kamashir and Muslim states with, uh, well, first of all, how much food do you have to put down by Elvit Chumin? That what? You have to put down two meals for every individual who wants to use that extension. And which meal? Bread. Amir says, you know what? Use the weekday. Because as Moral Sun say, Amir used to eat on Shabbos far more bread than on during the week. During the week, he hardly ate carb carbs. But on Shabbos, every single thing that he ate, he had a piece of challah with it. So therefore, he had much more bread um, on Shabbos. So he said, no, do the weekday. And those small meals. And Abhuda says, I also agree small meals, but Abhuda had a different custom. He would eat 
during the week a lot of bread, but on Shabbos he had so much food, he would rather uh, say himself with the food rather than challah. So because of the Shabbos, use the amount of challah that you use on Shabbos, which is far less, not the amount of bread you use during the week. But each one is trying to be lenient. So how much is that? says, Kika, we're talking about a loaf of bread. So he gives a fixed amount. Bread that you buy for a punyan. A punyan basically is the 48 punyans in a cellar. Equivalent of four soyan to a cellar. There are the, the, the 48 um, punyans to a cellar. A 40 punyans to a cellar. <clears throat> Because the way it works is that every seller is made up of six more of kesef, and and uh, uh, what do you call it? <clears throat> um, uh, and 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 the more is the equivalent of two pundian. So there's another way. There's twelve pundian to a dinner. Sorry, each uh, each. Wait, 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 wait. You have you have uh, four dinner in to a seller, and each dinner is made up of six more, and each more is made up of two pundian. So if you have if each one is made of two punyan and you have six more to a dinner, so that's already 12. There's 12 punyan to a dinner and there are four dinners to a cellar. So you have a total of 48. 48 punyan to a cellar. Um, so you're telling me that um, that I want, to, I want to pay for four saw, the measure of four saw at, at, at um, what do you call it, at a punyan. And how much is four saw? Uh, each saw is made up of six cabins. So four saw is 24 cabins. And so I have, how many half cabins are there? There's 48 half cabins in four saw. And you tell me that each, that each, uh, that you want to pay, when four saw equals to a full seller, you want to pay for a half a cab. So half a cab is one pundian. So you're getting um, a half a cab per pundian. So according to Rabbi Yechlem and Berke, so, um, uh, a half a cow is equivalent of two meals. He says, kicker, a whole loaf of bread, which is equivalent of two meals, that you can buy for one pudding. So that means a, a half a cow is equivalent of two meals. So he holds a half a cow with two meals. Yeah. <clears throat> and now in our mission, it says you should give two cow of wheat, which is equivalent really of eight meals. If a half a cow is two meals, then a, f- uh, a full cow is four meals, and two cow is eight meals, which is the problem. You're only giving your food for eight meals. What should you do the rest of the week? You have to have a minimum of 14 meals a week. It's going to be a problem. Rab Shimon says that uh, you know what the equivalent of two meals is? Two thirds of a loaf of bread. Assume that each calf, each calf is made up of three breads, and you're giving them two thirds of that. So it comes out, so a calf, if, if, if um, a calf itself, if two thirds of a bread is two meals, so one meal is a third of a bread, you tell me that three breads to a calf. So that means that out of one calf, you get nine meals. So two calves in our Mishnah, you're giving me 18 meals. That seems to be, um, that seems to exceed her requirement. So according to Shimon, she's getting 18 meals for the week. According to Rabbi Yechelen, she's getting um, four, uh, eight meals during the week. Our Mishnah doesn't gel. Our Mishnah doesn't give it two calves for the whole week. So who's our Mishnah hold like? Then the, the, just a side issue, it says here, lebeis, a half a loaf of bread is lebeis hamanoiga. We learned in Gemara Sukkah and other places that, that if you're sitting, uh, somebody's sitting in a house of a negro, he becomes tummy straight away, but his clothes do not become tummy only if he's there long enough to eat a meal. What kind of meal? A half of a loaf of bread. 
And mechetzi chetzi, and a half of a half of that, which is a quarter of a loaf, leaf soils are We know that food cannot be metame a person, but if a person eats tamadiga food, he cannot eat truma. He cannot eat truma. How much food do we say of truma does he have to eat before he cannot eat truma? A half of a half, another quarter of a loaf of bread. And the chati chati chati, which is an eighth of a loaf of bread, that food should become tame, is an eighth of a loaf of bread. Rashi says that this is the basis, this this Gemara right here is the basis of every say, Kedei Achilles Pras. All the rules we say that, you know, how much, like in Kippur, we say that you have to spread your food out. Kedei Achilles Pras. Achilles Pras is a half of a loaf of bread. It's right here. It says, Chetia Lebeis which is a half of a loaf of bread. And we learned it from right here. Anyhow, so Mani, who's also my mission? Eat up, you have a town, you it's eight. Eat up, you have a shimmer, you have a shimmer, you have a shimmer, it's 18. You have to add a third. The the person who's actually taking the wheat and producing it, turning it into bread, has to get a commission, has to make some, some kind of money, and he charges a third. So eight becomes 12. When we say eight, it's actually 12. It's only 12. You should need minimum 14. Friday nights, they eat together. <clears throat> that only gives us 13. We'll soon see he doesn't really answer, but it says clearly if you follow this way, um, it sounds like the mother is saying here that you're talking about eating together. It tells me literally on a Friday night, come rain or shine, the wife and the husband, even if they live apart, the husband and wife should be living eating the Shabbos meal together. If you learn euphemism for saying have intimacy. So you still have up to 12 meals. And even if you agree that Friday night means eating, place it only gives you 13. When you're in the middle of 14. Actually, he said the commission for a, a, a storekeeper is half. So eight becomes 16. Because, um, take the half. When it says two carbon, um, you know, you have to add, because um, there's, there's no storekeeper, you have to add, so you can make the wheat all itself. It's as if it's 16. No, first of all, it says, one place said that the commission for, for a storekeeper is a, is a third, and another place says it's a half. Which one is it? Like kasha. It depends on the arrangement. The person who provides the wheat also provides the wood, so therefore he has no other expenses than he only charges the commission of a third. If the person who provides the wheat does not give wood, then he has to also buy wood, then he has to charge the commission of a half. Because that costs, not just profit, it costs. So it doesn't really solve anything. She's having 16, a total of 16 meals. All you need is 14 meals or 15 for child shoulders, not 16. So, come on, are you going to tell me that suddenly we, our Mishnah rules like a chitka, which the Gemara in, in Kolkis over there says, Allah has not like it. You have to eat four meals on Shabbos, talk about a poor person, how much the heck you should give, uh, how much you know, charity should we give to a poor person. He says four meals for the Shabbos, but we don't pass like him. So the Gemara says, I feel a tamer Rabbanon. Even the Rabbanon, uh, which holds that what only three meals on Shabbos, so it's a total of 15. But we're giving 16. She needs at least one extra meal to be able to have guests. If you remember from last time, there are two kinds of guests. There are archi and parchi. Parchi are flyaways. Archi are people guests who move in for a month. And parchi are the guests who come in for a meal. So she needs to have at least one spare meal a week to be able to invite guests, because especially on Shabbos. Says so the moment you're now introducing the fact that the husband is responsible is to give her extra so that she can have guests, then I can answer everything. Who said you only have one meal guest? 
I can say, first of all, it's even Rab Shimon, who says it's 18 meals. Let Abbanan, according to Abbanan, who say, really, all she needs is 15. What are the three actually? She wants to have every meal of Shabbos, Friday night, Shabbos morning, and, and Shabbos morning, she wants to have guests. So three extra meals are for guests. And Rab Chitche, and Rab Chitche, who says um, that you, um, uh, what do you call? They have uh, you have 16 meals. Dal tartil arche parche. He said, according to Rab Chitke, why getting 18 lechayle? Uh, only 16. Two meals are for guests. She doesn't have guests for the shalshulis and lamalke. Maybe she only has guests Friday night and Shabbos morning. Amar Rabbi Avishai said, "Le pasuk se'odin." Avishai says that only Rabbi Shmuel said that barley have to give double what you give when it comes to wheat. Ella be'edim who the achlan se'odin. The cool Amar Achlan right in the morning understood him that as if only in Edom do they eat barley. The whole world eats barley. Where else do you have that the value of barley is so low that you have to actually give the husband to give double the amount that he gives a week? Because he lived right next to Edom. Because the barley in Edom are very poor quality, and therefore you have to give double. Okay, and then tomorrow we start the next tomorrow talking about you know what he has to provide. Does he have to give her mashka, beer, wine? Is that part of the the obligations that husband has or not really. Okay, see you tomorrow, Mitchum. We're gonna have a good day.